Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Aloha, and welcome to another episode of the AFTN Soccer Show, broadcasting on CITR Radio from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of Beautiful British Columbia. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Meisenheimer. Well, what a busy time it is in Whitecaps land throughout all of MLS. Pre-season is well and truly underway. The Whitecaps have forsaken us. They've jetted off to a little island in the sun, Hawaii, wanting to get a bit of sun, sand, play some football, and just get some team bonding done. But we, we don't want to leave anyone out, so in this episode of the show, we're going to have a little bit of a Hawaiian theme running throughout it. To, to set up this Hawaiian theme, I've brought a, a few things with us. So first of all, welcome to AFTN's Luau, where we're going to just... Have that for the evening. So brought brought some stuff to, to make us feel that we were in Hawaii because all of us thought about going down at one point, but but none of us eventually went down. But I thought you mean I said, hey, to my wife, I said, hey, I've never wanted to go to Hawaii ever before. Do you want to go now? <laughs> That's a thought. That was that was like all. That I happened. priced everything out. I spent a week doing it and then decided against yeah, it. So and you, scared, you scared other multiple people have said to me. Yeah, after I heard Michael talk about the cost, I decided not to go. Yeah. There might have been deals late in the thing, but yeah. once once it gets too close to it, there's no point in it. I'm still holding out hope that someone's going to fly me down for, for the games that's coming up. Uh, might be a faint hope, but you, you never know. So brought a bag of stuff with me tonight to, to give us all a Hawaiian feel. Brought a favourite album of mine from the 70s. It's the, the best of the Waikiki Beach Boys mm-hmm. with some wonderful numbers on it, such as Blue Tahitian Moon. Menahune March, Pearly Shells. Now, everyone loves a, a good pearl necklace. On the Beach at Waikiki, Honolulu, and so much more. So, who, I mean, who knows? We might dig some of these out. We'll take a photo of that because I'm sure everyone's going to want to get hold of a copy of that. Uh, I, I brought some traditional Hawaiian flower garments for you as well. Is that why my eyes are acting? Yeah, so, so there's your Zach you. uh, and there's your Steve. Thank you. The official name is Alei. So if any of our listeners are looking for a lay tonight, get in touch. We'll see what we can do for you. Got a little bit confused because everyone was talking about Aloha. And I thought they meant Aloha Athletic from the, the Scottish Football League. So I've brought my Aloha Athletic football programme with me. Oh, man. That's priceless. And, I mean, what is Hawaii without the sun and the beach? So I thought just to... <laughs> 
Is that sand? <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe I didn't think this out very well for being in a recording studio. Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to have that. <laughs> is that here. sand? It's not quite sand, but I, I did bring some shells. Oh, oh shells. shells. Okay, that's so fine. we could maybe make a little bit of a shell necklace. I tried desperately to get some coconut bras for us, but no, nothing was open at this time of night. So we'll, we'll see. We can maybe make some bras and underwear out of these shells later in the show. I had the whole hula thing once for an event they did. Not, oh. for, not for me personally, but for... Let's do some hula dancing later on as well. So, yeah. We'll get that for video sure. and get that up on YouTube. During Wavelength, you can do your hula. I, I will do it. It's a, it's a bit of a... It's a sad wavelength we've got this week. It, it might depress some people, but, but we'll come to that in, in part three. Let's start off with some good news. Hawaii, the Whitecaps are there. There's three games getting played this week. The first chance we get to see the Whitecaps on the pitch Wait, in action. They're playing games? Yeah. Well, I, I say the first chance we've got to see them on the pitch. I'm still not 100% sure that the games are going to be streamed. Not sure that the first one will be. It's Hokkaido Consadol Sapporo. Japanese J1 League side. They play Columbus in their game of the Rim Cup that's coming up on Thursday. The Whitecaps will be rimming on Thursday against Iwaki FC. Now, they are a sixth-level team in the Japanese football pyramid. They play in the Fukushima Prefecture. It's a night game, but thankfully they are from Fukushima, so they probably will glow in the dark. I'm shocked you actually pronounced it that way. I was expecting a different pronunciation when I yeah, saw it. There may be some swearing coming up later in the show. And then, if the Caps can win that, they're going to play Sapporo or Columbus in the, the Rim Cup final on, on Saturday. Is it the Pacific Rim Cup? The Pacific Rim okay. Cup, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so what are some of the things that you're looking forward to, to seeing in those matches, assuming we, we can actually see them? Um, just uh, the, what, how the setup's going to be. Um, obviously, there was a tweet earlier today about the, the having a three-man back. Uh, they're practicing with that. Um the, that's the main thing. I, I really am not interested in the opponents at all. Uh, mostly seeing what the Whitecaps have to offer, and and like I said, the defense uh, setup was the most interesting. Yeah, they were well, they were playing with a back three here in training already. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see how that um, that formation and that approach, how they implement that in these in these friendlies. I think uh, it, just to see them play eleven aside against someone will be or hopefully get to see them play against someone 11 aside will be yeah interesting uh you get to see who who's in what kind of shape who's really hungry uh who might make the breakthrough um you know every preseason we are it's always like oh so-and-so is not playing yet they're not fit they have injury whatever that's going to be interesting to see where everyone's at in terms of yeah. match fitness I, everyone seems pretty fit as we talked about last week and as steve mentioned there there's a tweet today from farhan devji of the white cap saying that they've been doing scrimmages with three at the back and the back three of de Jong, parker and waston with alternating sort of wing rotating backs. yeah rotating just to kind of see who who fits into into the thing yeah. so we might not be able to read too much into these three games but it will be great to see them back on the pitch again now, there's some new faces in the camp as well. 36 players are there right now. Four residency prospects in amongst that. Simon Collin, who's 15. That's he's, really he's quite new to yeah. the to the under-17 programme just now, but he's been at a few of the training. Thomas Hassel, who we've talked about in previous goalkeeper. shows, goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Ruby, Canadian international. I think he's a fullback. Yep. Mostly. Oh, that's who that was that day of training. I was like, yes. I know these keepers, but like, yeah, okay. Not to be confused with the guy that shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Some folk that was Jack Ruby, conf- yeah. I think that was. Folk will get confused with that. No, but Thomas Hassel, I knew, I knew, yeah. 
And the one that I am most excited about is Jefferson Alad. I was very, attacker. Yeah, very impressed with him last season. He got injured for a bit of the year, and then the second part of the year and into the playoffs, he was on fire for the under-16s. And he's he's a great prospect, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. But some more senior guys that are there. We, we talked last week about David Edgar, and we played an interview with him, so check that out if you haven't already. But there's some trialists there, hoping to earn a, a Whitecaps deal. Or at least, uh, I was thinking when I saw these trialists, I was thinking maybe they're just looking for a, a vacation to Hawaii or a time well, in Hawaii. Well, that, that's the thing. If, <laughs> but Mark Bloom, like yeah, you're talking. Yeah, cu- a couple of right-backs yeah. there. So Mark Bloom, 30-year-old American. He's got five seasons in MLS. A lot of people will know him from TFC days. He had four there. And not playing for Atlanta. Yeah. Well, he, he had two appearances, I think, last year. Like like I said, not playing for Atlanta. Yeah. He did have an ankle and then a back injury last year, though. So not, pl- not playing for Atlanta. Not playing for Atlanta. Um, it was just over 100,000 on the cap. Yeah. Now, he's... I'm thinking he's that'll be cheap-ish. less. Yeah. He's cheapish. A guy that's not as cheap, another right back, Sean Franklin, 32 years old. He can also play on the right side of midfield at a push, so maybe a good wing-back option. 10-year veteran in the league. He was one when they brought in... Uh, sh- Williams last year. He was one who I thought they were yeah. maybe considering. Yeah. Because he went from LA to DC last year. From oh, I think it was two, was years, it two years ago. ago? Yeah. Was I that it, it was, I one it was of, the same year. It was in one of those uh, dispersal drafts. I think he's been with DC for a couple of years. What's the dispersal draft? Oh, dis- not dispersal draft. Yeah, waivers. Well, and waiver that, draft or re entry draft or whatever yeah. it was. There's so oh, many. Re entry. That sounds yeah. probably I don't know which one it was. US International. Well, he made one cap, but yeah. he, he also he. Featured with him at under-23 and under-20 level. 10 goals and 32 assists in his whole MLS career. Yeah, last year he he started off, they tried to put him at centre-back. Um, it failed miserably. And uh, uh, because of that, I think he got injured a little bit. So he spent a lot of last year injured. But I read an article from uh, one of the blogs and they said he was actually, his interception rate was better than it was in previous years. Um, and so... Uh, he's the guy, I think, because of circumstance that maybe he didn't get away. I actually, um, uh, when I, I saw his name, I think I'm more interested in him than Mark Bloom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the I, 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 oh, the yeah. Two, Even though there's a two-year difference, but I don't think yeah. that makes a big difference. His salary, though, like 284000 That's not going to be his salary this No, year. no, I know. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, you have to think he's probably yeah. going to be maybe around the 200 mark. Oh, or I think that's 180 that. to 200? Lower, lower. You think lower? Lower. If uh, we can get him lower. I'd say 150. I'm thinking 150 is where he's If we be. can get him for that, I would snap him up. He, he, Anything above that? You look have at, to think, is he going to play ahead in Narinsky? Look, look, look what the rumors are of what uh, players that left us uh, have gotten oh, for. They, they've yes. gotten, yeah. Yeah, got, so. Yeah, when the salaries come out, it's going to be interesting. Because there's a, a few guys that's. And these are just rumors, the so that's caps. why we don't want to announce it yet. Yeah, but they're on considerably less and less than the Whitecaps offered them as well to, to stay here. Yeah. So yeah. That, that will be interesting when those the, come out. The, the, the thing with. Sean is his pedigree, right? He was a part of those. He was a right back or right sided player in those kind of like the dynasty years of the Galaxy. Oh, they won the title, yeah, yeah, yeah. Won like two titles, titles in three years or yeah. whatever it was. He's he's got good experience. It's Did somebody that Nerwinski can learn three and off. Four. But I mean, you've got both of them. You have to feel battling out for the backup right back spot. Yeah, you've also got the draft pick Lewis Stouffer who's a great guy. I had a chat with him this week, which was meant to be one of my quick chats. Now, Steve says sometimes my chats can go on with the players. 23 minutes I ended up speaking to him. Oh, wow. Yeah. He is a fascinating guy to chat to. But the thing is with him is... Not sure how he plays. Because you have Jake, you would like a veteran behind him. And, you would. And Lucas... That's a challenge. And Lucas is a second-round pick. It wouldn't be bad to have him go to Fresno no. for a season I, I and just think develop if they like him, they'll, they'll, they will send him I, down I to think Fresno. He's, I, think he's, bad I think he'll stay with the club for this year, whether he plays here or Fresno. The other thing is, and I don't know if you maybe you know more on this, Michael, but 
Jake is not not like as of you know a week yeah. ago he was not ready to no, go. No, he was full. still still rehabbing. Yeah, so that when so you talk need about a guy that can come in and start exactly when you yeah. talk about being the the number two or the backup or fighting or being competition, I think they're also thinking, hey, if Jake is not fully ready to go, we need someone who is ready to yes. hit the ground running. And like out of those two, I think we all agree Franklin's the, the guy to bring in. And another guy that's there just now, Johan Molo. 28-year-old Frenchman. He can play on both left and right wings. This one's a really interesting one. Yeah, he, he likes to pose with his top off a lot on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, that that wait, was wait, pointed wait, out wait. to me. Oh, okay. I, I haven't you, seen that. That you, was pointed out to me. Because you're always like, oh, you're always looking at... Yeah, I don't go on Instagram much, but when it's like topless French dudes, obviously I'm right on there. Fulham just terminated his contract, and he's only five months into a two-year deal. He signed on the last day of the summer transfer window for them. Yeah. Had been over in Russia... He had been the victim of homophobic abuse from his own fans and was suspended for giving them the middle finger for all the abuse he was taking. But he has bounced around. He's had so many clubs over the the last couple of years. He only made six league appearances for Fulham, didn't feature for them since November. Fulham fans seem quite happy to get, get shot of him. He has played at high levels, but why has he has he moved around so much? Nine clubs in ten seasons yeah. is a lot. Is he bad news? Well, that's why he's trialing right now. Yeah, and even Robo he, said he'd like to have a look at him and get a feel of him over these ten days. And the thing is, if he, uh, if even if they do sign him, because of his history, I would say one year deal max. You don't want to, even six month deal. <laughs> maybe go six months. Yeah. So you get maybe he wants to go somewhere else in the uh, summertime when the well, that, yeah summer window opens. That that that. That, that's definitely an interesting one, Johan Molo. But we'll, we'll see see what he does. But that, that's basically the Hawaii news right now. Yeah. Flash five. Rank it, baby. Five to one. A-F-T-N. I, I'm not shaking my shells. I'm not sure that was a song to do the hula to, Michael. No, oh, I was. I was, the, I was gonna mood. do a Hawaiian themed one for that, but I just didn't have the time. It was uh, a, there was a bowl, uh, Super Bowl. You wait, you me. were gonna do one? Huh? You, I was gonna, I was gonna record like a. Wait, you the, were gonna with record the, with the audio that I have. The, oh, you weren't gonna the get guy, the guy that did it before. No, no the guy, oh, that, oh, that the guy, guy that yeah. did it before. I have is like uh, without the music. I was gonna put it over with Hawaiian theme. Oh. I'd like you to do that with some of Johan Molo's Instagram photos. Sure, we'll do that. <laughs> So, okay, Flash 5, what we're going to do is we're going to do top five ho- players from Hawaii. Uh, you got five? Footballer, five yes. Footballers? <laughs> uh, the last, uh, first three are easy. Uh, last couple were a little stretching it. Footballers, yeah, soccer players. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any. Okay, well, you'll, uh, be, you'll be surprised. Just okay. wait. There's someone. Okay, else. so uh, number five, uh, uh, an old-timer, David uh, Vaudrell. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Ni- played from 1999 okay. to 2001, uh, DC, uh, DC United played for Miami, Fusion, Colorado, and Chicago. And he currently manages uh, the Tulsa Roughnecks. Never, oh. never got to. Uh, uh, I don't think he uh, made the U.S. national team. No, he did. Well, he, uh, he didn't. But he had a pretty solid career. Number four, uh, you, uh, Zach's really going to hate this. Um, played 14 years with Seattle. Zach Scott. Oh yeah, that, no, that, that's no, that's Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah. He, he was see... born in Hawaii. Uh, Haiku P- 
Poella. Yeah, when, when the, the 14 e- years with Seattle. The ECS did a really awesome, like, uh, 10 years at their club display for him. Yeah. And it was him surfing. Yeah, it was really so Hang uh, 10, hang 10. So, he's, again, nice. a, a decent, solid player. Uh, number three, uh, Natasha Kai, a female player. Uh, played mostly for Sky Blue FC. I think she's still currently playing. Um, in For the U.S. national team, she uh, has 24 goals and 76 caps. Number two, played in MLS for 12 years, Brian Ching. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, uh, mostly with Houston. I think seven years with Houston, uh, but also with LA, Seattle, and San Jose. I think he scored 100 goals. I think he hit 100 goals in MLS. And with the national team, 11 goals and 45 caps. And of course, he had that very famous trade where he didn't want to be traded. To Montreal. No, no, it wasn't trade. Time. They chose him that was in the oh, that was expansion it. draft. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, uh, born in Honolulu, Hawaii, Bobby Wood. Oh right. Um. Uh. Basically, spent mo- started youth career with 1860 Munich. Uh. Was with that organization for about eight years. There's some things I I won't say. Yeah. Union Berlin for a year. Then now he's playing for Hamburger. Yeah. SV. Um. With he's, the, he's gone on to better things for sure. With the national team, ten goals and 36 caps. So that's your five from Interesting. Hawaii. So three definitely decent players played the national team. Two had to stretch. Well, the, the interesting thing is like when when the the caps announced this, I immediately was looking to see what other football was going to be on in the island that I could go and watch. I thought, maybe there'll be like a Merthyr Tidville kind of team. There's no teams on the island. There's no Hawaiian League or anything. It's just youth football. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, if it's producing top quality players like that, you have to wonder how much untapped I, talent well, is I don't think they there. stay on the island. No, the thing well, yeah, is, well, the the thing they have to move on. Not only was it like Zach Scott, but and also I think Brian Ching, he started uh, with Seattle, maybe LA, but Seattle does a lot of scouting, it seems like, in Hawaii, and they pick a lot of players. There was a number of other players that have played for a Seattle 2 um, uh, the PDL team and that stuff. So Seattle definitely is uh, looking there, looking for players for their mm. academy. Well, back to some white caps chat. Now we talked about some of the new faces that are definitely there in Hawaii just now. Now another proposed face that looks like joining up with the team is Jordan Much. Now is it much ado about nothing? Who can say? I'm just looking forward well, to all these pun headlines I've got. I understand up. that, but the way it was announced was weird. Yeah, well, it's not been announced. No, no, not announced, but it kind of <laughs> came up in a weird way. Yes. Nothing I've ever seen before. No. If if you are signed up to the Whitecaps YouTube channel, you would have got a notification that they had uploaded a Jordan Much Highlights video last week. Exactly. Um, which was very promptly then taken down. And you don't think that they would go to all that bother unless they were going to be announcing him as a player. ESPN, ESPN basically said that the talks are at a very advanced stage. 26-year-old, he's a midfielder. He's a box-to-box guy. Played here in the friendly against Crystal Palace in 2016. Played the whole 90 minutes in that match. Yeah. But he's also, I think he had an issue with one of his teams, Where I think this current team right now, where he wouldn't, he didn't get on the pitch at all. Yeah, he hasn't played for Palace this season. Yeah, he joined Palace from QPR for around about six million dollars in Couple January years 2015. Ago. Yeah, he played just four games for them last season before getting loaned out to Reading. He's an attacking box-to-box midfielder who, when you read all the reports, basically he can shoot. Yeah, the the, the common yeah. he makes thing a, is makes a late runs into the box. He's not spectacular. Yeah, but he's solid and reliable and hardworking. And it, yeah, very hardworking. So if you're if folk are expecting the Whitecaps to be bringing in this dynamic DP or English player, that's not him. 
No. But he will he could put, be a template. He will put a shift in. He'll be maybe a Russell Tybert kind of workmanlike, reliable kind of guy, yeah. but with a more attacking bent. So they can have a midfield of uh, a reliable guys like Mosquita, Much, and uh, um, a Tybert. Yeah. And that'd be a very reliable midfield. Not for very guy, exciting, guys but very reliable. In. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, we're stacking it. We've got Juarez. We've got David Norman Jr. We've got Ali Gazal. We've got Tony Chani. Juarez. Like, if much comes in, you have to feel Chani's days here are numbered. You can't keep that amount of these kind of guys in the team at high salaries as well. I mean, you've got to think that, that that's got to move on. Well, yeah, we know someone's going to have to move if they bring someone in. Uh, question question for you. The, uh, the, the whole leak thing? Yeah. Uh, I, do, I know how I feel about this, but is there any chance that that was not, not an accident? Or it could have been. Mm. It doesn't make sense, right, to not be an accident. No, they could. I, I've seen people leak. I've, I've heard of people leaking stuff. Not not the White Castle, but other uh, organizations leaking stuff in order to kind of gauge what well, people yeah. say. But if on it's your not YouTube an accident, t- channel, you have to click a box saying automatically oh, yes. notify no, subscribers. Yeah. But they've now put some up that haven't automatically notified the subscribers, yeah. so it makes it look like the box has been. No, there's public. There's public and private and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the I just think it was a balls up. Yes, I, I, I don't I, think it was a deliberate it, leak. Yeah, because it, it would, couldn't it not be considered tampering? No, mm. I don't think so. I wouldn't think so if because, it was in very advanced. Yeah, the, 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 my first thought when when I heard about this was just like I really miss Zach Ratcliffe. <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> I don't know if he's the guy who makes those videos, but yeah. Well, talking of leaks, there was another, another one on another Monday. Leak, yeah, the the new kit is a. V- Officially getting announced on Monday, tomorrow, today, depending on when you listen to, to this show. But it's already been leaked online. It was all over Twitter on Monday. We mentioned many weeks back now it was going to be a charcoal kit. So it's charcoal, silver. I'm sure you've had a chance to see it. What, what's your initial thoughts on it? Do you like it? I like it. Yeah, I like I it. I like it. I, I like it. it. I like it. because I like a black kit. It hides my curves and everything. I don't mind that. <laughs> I look better in black than mm, white. Slimming. Slimming. And I've always liked silver. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple, you know, on the on the negative side. There's a couple couple perspectives of like this has nothing to do with the club and its history and its colors. No, but away kits all over the yeah, world. But, don't. but no, but they, but it, this has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with uh, with that. And uh, yeah, it just it, you know, it, it just after after a bad. A poor perform, and they've admitted this, maybe not publicly, but a poor performing kit, kit last year. They needed something no, that folk didn't buy that. They needed something that would sell well. What do we name this one? Well, yeah, because what do, what do we think the name is going to be? Because I'm sure they're going to have they have a name for it. Yeah, I mean, we've had our beautiful brown. Yeah, we've had sea to sky. Mm-hmm. We've had the pajama pizza kit. Oh, oh sorry, the the rain the rain kit. I, I'm going with the marmite kit. Because the initial reaction, you either loved it or hated it. Yeah, there was yeah. very little in between. It, it's a very white caps kit, I feel. I'm thinking King of the North kit. <laughs> Is that what you wore the shirt? Only because it's it's kind of the colors of the Starks. Yes. And what they would yeah, wear. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. No. It's, it's a white caps s kit. It's got very fine lines on it for Robo. Yes. It's got lots of sort of diamonds because the white caps are always looking to find some cheap diamonds in the rough down in South America. And... The color seems to fit the gloom that the fan base yeah. have just now. Just just to go back to what you, what you said before about about home and away, primary, secondary. That that, that doesn't exist in the MLS era. The way it, the way it works is, 
your primary is the is the latest one that you're, yes. try, you're trying to sell. Sell, yeah, and that's how that's how it works. And then you and, basically and, negotiate or talk to the yeah. opposing team to see which one they're they're going. Well, the league them. actually the league often will the league is actually the one who often dictates what mm. kid. That's what I've been told. Oh, the okay. league tells them you got to wear this, you got to wear that, or whatever. Especially if it's a, like a national game, they want to see the. So, co- I, I, I like it. I, I might buy one. From so China. some some of the perspectives I've read online and talked to people about and heard from people, it, it's kind of frustrating that next year's next year will be the the fortieth. 40th anniversary so they're going to do the hoop next year so all the people have been waiting Ooh, for the hoop definitely? A proper no not definitely oh. but it, it would make sense to, to finally to I'm fi- wearing my hoop tonight to finally yes you are wearing hoops tonight but the problem is the, the hoop should be the identity not the like anniversary the yeah. special thing yeah. it should be who they are it not- should be going forward but Michael you put out uh, on Twitter what they should yeah, name it. we asked for some suggestions as to what to call the kit so we'll quickly rattle through these because we got so many replies to this Sporting Vancouver at Van Sport said Burnt Arbutus. Dylan Callow at Vitamin Dylan said Gloom. Jordan Smith at Trio W Smith, the Lump of Coal Kit. Chris SLAC86, since it's charcoal and will no doubt references bridges, he's going for the Burnt Bridges Kit. Pierce Lang <laughs> underscore TV. He says the Science World Kit, as did uh, Jerky21, who Yerke, added Yerke. Yerke21. <laughs> he also then said the Geodesic Dome Kit. At Angus Walker says Black Mirror, uh, which is a good show, really good show. Said oh, the negatives yeah. because of its inverted color and it fits in with the fan base that are very negative. Jeff Hodgson at Coach Hodgson, Robbo's ta- tactics kit deals erratic lines make me think of the way we played the last year's play in the playoffs. Paul Friere at P Friere ninety nine fifty shades of meh. <laughs> no good. <laughs> that's a good one. No good boyo. At no good boyo underscore YVR, see season seasonal ab- affective disorder kit SAD for short. Also a di- dirty triangle kit, blackened blues kit, grim kit, smokers lung kit, bleak outlook. <laughs> Whoa, he's, yeah, no, he's not, not, a lot of, not a lot of positives not, one there not from positive. no good boyo. At Steve Tweet A, he went the morning after kit, as in last season. We're still morning after. Last <laughs> oh, okay, season. morning. I yeah. saw I saw the spelling differently. Uh, Ryan Burns at. RY underscore B13, the show's over, kit smoke and mirrors, kit darkest before the storm, kit. Morbill just tweeted that it should be called the Expo Kit because it's like by the Expo line and Science World and all that. Oh, maybe it will be actually then. Rich Halland at Halas 777, dark matter, always darker before the dawn, storm's cloud, or Bobby's mood. <laughs> that was his four suggestions. Who? Who's mood? Bobby's. Who? Corey at Whitecaps for Life loved our fine line suggestion. Wonders if it'll be made well made at the start, but begin to unravel around August and September. From a design perspective, <laughs> there was one thing about it. From the design perspective, does anyone the second time they've done this where the sleeves are different than the from the leak, right? Yeah. The the sleeves are different from the, the this the sleeves don't have the pattern or no, they or don't. Yeah. And the, the sleeve seems a very common one from some of the other yeah. kits that we've seen so far. But that's a kit. We're going to see that. Who knows? Maybe they'll give us a free one to wear on the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying for my freebies. They haven't flown me to Hawaii. They may as well give me a free kit. Anyway, we'll be back with more after this. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, you're listening to the AFTN podcast.
You have the same dance for every song, don't you? I do. <laughs> I was a bit. Different. That was not the same. I'm just kidding. I was just. I enjoy I mean, dancing his, to that. His dancing is unique, but it's definitely not. It's, it's got range. One of our Hawaii-themed numbers that we're going to have throughout the show. You are listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of British Columbia. If you listen to this show in the podcast, we should have said at the top, but this is episode 242. So what we're going to do in throughout the show as well, if you've been listening to, to recent episodes, you know that we've done some trivia. Um, and tonight, we've got the draft coming up. Yes. We'll be doing it during a, during one of the interviews. Yep. So we've got an interview coming up. We're going to do we're our not draft. doing it live. No. No, because that'll go on until <laughs> about three o'clock. But what we're going to do is we're, we're going to have another kind of couple of trivia rounds throughout the show as well. So we've got that coming up at the end of this section. But for now, what we're going to do is bring you our major interview that we've got in tonight's episode. I got a chance to, to sit down with one of the new White Caps, Efrain Juarez. And already from what we've seen on the training pitch, she just seems one of these great additions to the, the White Caps. He's going to be great in the locker room. He's going to be hopefully great on the pitch. We'll, we'll get an idea of that in, in the games this week. But I got a chance to sit down with him, just do a little bit of a career retrospective with him. Talk about his times in Mexico, Scotland, Spain, playing at the World Cup in South Africa. And also the thing that kind of kick-started his career, the Under-17 World Cup in 2005, where he famously in the quarter-final scored both an own goal and then a goal two minutes from time to take it into extra time against Costa Rica, and they went on and won a, a World Cup final that year. So here's Efrain Juarez. Now... Effie, you're, you've come to Vancouver now, but you've got such a, a great career behind you. Everywhere you've gone, you've, you've seemed to do really well. And we, we talked in the, the scrum on Monday about what made you come to, to Vancouver and to MLS now, but you, you've still got so much of your career left. Do, do you see yourself being in MLS for quite a few years now? Yes, I came for, 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 for this, you know, to be a... Not, not, not for past the time already. I want to uh, keep uh, challenge me in a league like it's growing a lot. Uh, for this, I take the decision, you know, in Mexico, I was, I have a name already in Mexico, really. Uh, my career, like you say, uh, I don't know, you need to, the people need to use that, but uh, uh, I think I, I did I do the, the things good in, in my career, you know what I mean? But came to the MLS, came to that, that kind of uh, club like this. It's an amazing club, really. I'm really excited and enjoying every day. And I came here for challenge me to prove me every every day to I can keep working in the top level, like a one league like this, so physical, so hard, so strong. So for me, it was a, it's a challenge. So that challenge made me a compromise to be or to try to work every day in my best level. So for me, uh, it's not a pass the time. I'm not coming to, to pass the time. I'm coming to, to, to make a name in MLS because it's like a, I am used to doing all the, all the places that I've been. Uh, try to do my effort, try to make my name, try to be hard at put all my experience, win something, you know, with something important. I came to here to 
to to put all my experience, all my work for the team to make the goals possible, uh, make the goals that we put it in the beginning of the season, uh, make it possible. So uh, hopefully I can stay long time in, in MLS. But uh, I know it's up to me at the end because if you, I keep it working every day so so hard, I, I will be a long time in here. But depends always always in always in me. Now your youth career and your early time was spent uh, obviously in Mexico, and then you won the, the under seventeen World Cup with Mexico. When you look back on that now, how how do you feel about that time and that, what did that championship mean to you and your career? Yeah, you know, in the under seventeen was amazing. It was one of the my biggest steps in my my career because you know uh, in that moment. All the team work work so hard for to, to make the, the dream possible. At the end, uh, in the in the beginning, was a, a dream because normally Mexico in that moment doesn't want anything until important important uh, tournament until that. You know what I mean. So it was in the beginning was a dream. So when they they passed the games and everything, the dream was almost coming true until the final. It uh, was amazing experience, you know, and that kind of things make me like I believe in myself, believe in my confidence, but believe it too in my work, you know. Nothing in the life happens for anything, and more in the football. You need to work every day, wake up every morning with a smile on your face to make everything possible, you know. So when the, you, 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 you get this, you, you get successful. It's because you were so hard. It's not because uh, you were so lucky. At the end, maybe you can be lucky one day, two days, but not all your life or all your career. In more in football, football is work every day, work, work, work. So the under 70 leave me that, you know, keep working every day, uh, and was a really big step for me because after that, I have the opportunity to be in the to have a contract with Barcelona, one of the uh, for me one of the best clubs or, or the best club in the world. So I spent two time two years in there, amazing years. I, I, I had all the experience, but in the football, but in in my in my life, you know too, because when you are far away from your home, you grow in, you, mat, you 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 need to be mature because at the end, you are in a different country, in a different town, with different people, different mentality, culture. So you need to adapt to them, and if you are not open at your mind. Is 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 difficult to 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 have su- successful. So I've been two years. They helped me a lot to to and to, they helped me a lot to 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 grow in like a human, like a person, and that kind of things make me possible to come back to Mexico and be selected to the national team for my work. And then after two years, I went to the World Cup. It was my dream since I born yeah. at the end. You know what I mean? Being in a World Cup is always dream in Mexico and wherever you know all the all the kids that they love football the dream is played to a World Cup so when 22 years I've been to my first World Cup so you know I was dreaming in that moment I was uh, follow my dream but everything is with work it's I really like it the work worth because at the end is the is the only thing that you can do every day to be to be successful the, the World Cup in South Africa, you said it was such a good experience. What, what's your lasting memory from that? I mean, how, how, not just what happened on the pitch, but everything off it, 
How did you find that whole experience in South Africa? No, amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, in that moment, I was living my dream because, uh, you know, like I say, uh, since I born or since I have the ball in my hand, the only thing I want to play, I, I, I remember when I was maybe four or five, six years, I played it in my, with my neighborhoods and uh, uh, we imagined in that moment that uh, we were playing the World Cup and uh, maybe later, uh, 15, 16, 17 after, I was playing in the, the, the real World Cup. So the atmosphere, the, I was enjoying every moment. South Africa was a very good World Cup uh, for everything. The people were so gently with us. The people really, in that kind of country, i never been before the, the World Cup, give it the happiness to, 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 to enjoy the football, their life was amazing, you know. So every moment when uh, we go to the uh, road to the to the stadiums when before the games, enjoy it. You know everything. So really was a good experience. I was playing with uh, some players that in my when I was young, they were I watching them in the in the TV. So in that moment I was they were my teammates. So can you imagine how I feel it? You know what I mean. So. Really amazing experience, amazing experience. And you haven't played for the national team for a couple of years now. Do you still have hopes that you might get called back into it? Yes, 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 yes. The dream is the, the, the dream and the goals never end at the end, you know. Hopefully, with my work in here, I can, I can have an opportunity uh, to, to, to come back to the national team. It's really it's one of my goals, uh, one of my dreams too. Put me the national team jersey for me is a dream. Every moment I have a lot of I have a lot of caps, but for me every moment or every time that I can put my, the, the national team jersey is a is like a, a was like or is like a the first time that I put it. So it's the same feeling that I, that I have. A lot of people like I'm from Scotland, so people know that you were at Celtic. What, what took you to Celtic, of all places? It just seemed a strange place for a, for a Mexican player to end up, really. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I, I was the first Mexican player to play in Scotland and in Celtic, you know. So I know Celtic since I was a child. Obviously, it's a big, 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 big club. And when I have the opportunity to be there, I never think two times. I just say yes, because... It's a huge club, and uh, it was an amazing experience too, really. The club, the supporters, the atmosphere, the culture, how they live about the about football, about Celtic. I came in the beginning, and I came on the first team that they say me, uh, Celtic is not a, a, a just a football club, it's more than that, and everybody knows, or every supporter from Celtic knows about that. So that feeling, that passion, they... Uh, show you every moment that you go out to the pitch and put it the jersey is is amazing, amazing. You've had such a great career, club level and international. You've won gold cups, you've won championships with Monterey and cups with Monterey. When when you look back at your career, is there one season in particular that that kind of stands out for you, or like a favourite season that that you have in the game so far? Uh, no, no, no. I can. Take one moment or one experience, you know what I mean? For me, all my experience, all, all where I live, 
I abide like I live every day. I don't think in the future too much. I don't think in the in the past too much. I I try to every day uh, wake up and live the this day like was the last day of my life because is that what I like it what I do. So in the past really I have a really good moment but I can have or I can keep with one experience or one thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 in my career, I really have a lot of um, good moments and really bad moments. I think if I I wanna if I keep one thing, I I prefer keep the bad the bad moments, you know, because that kind of things make me growing a lot in in my in my in my life in my in my person. So because when the everything the, the things goes so well. Is everything is, is so easy, you know. But but when the in Mexico we say when the the things go bad, uh, in that moment is when the, the person or the or the human or your or your mind is is um, going out. You know what I mean. So it's part of the football. It's part of my career, and I, I prefer keep with that that moment because uh, they make me they make me be stronger every day. So for this, I enjoy every day. You've won stuff pretty much everywhere that you've gone. You're here in Vancouver, obviously, to, to, to win championships. Is that what's driving you still? You want to, to win championships? You want to win trophies? Yes, 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 yes. For this, I, I, I came for like this kind of club. I have the opportunity to talk with uh, with Carr, uh, and he explained me the project that I have this, this club. Uh, and for this, I'm here. I have the opportunity to win. In all the teams that I've been, win something. So I'm not here to pass the time. I'm here to, to to win something, to win something important, and hopefully we can I can do it. or, or no, no 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 mind because it's, it's a it's a, it's a team, you know what yeah. I mean. But hopefully we can do it. That's great. Thank you so much for your time today, Effie, and look forward to seeing you in the pitch. Thank you. Thanks so much. Efrain Juarez there, or Effie, obviously Effie, on first yeah. name terms with him now. But I, I really enjoyed that interview. That's been one of my favourite interviews. Like last season, I think Breck Shea was my favourite interview that I did because okay. he opened up S- a lot. And Steve, we need to k- keep track of this. Yeah. Okay. I, like, every, like every time, time the, a new, a new guy is here, it's like, my favourite interview. No, of last he's a season. Great, he's a great guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, last uh, season, my favourite interview I did was the Breck Shea one, I think. Well, that and Ray Winston. Because I enjoyed doing. I, that I don't well. know. Francis Devries was your favorite. I think we need to keep track of this from now on. But no, Effie um, sounds like a good guy. He's like, more of your favorite than David Edgar. <laughs> right now, because we did a career retrospective, right? And he's lived in Scotland and, and he has obviously a contract. eaten haggis. He has a contract. And yeah. he has a contract. Okay. Yeah. But Juarez, to me, I mean, just listening to that, he's got the passion. He's got the hunger. He's still really young, really. I mean, twenty nine. In football in terms, is nothing. He's got a lot ahead of him. He wants to be in Vancouver for a long time. I loved him talking about still having dreams of, of getting back into the national team. And when he talked about being over at the World Cup in South Africa and how he dreamed about that from when he was a little boy, that, that's the kind of just brilliant football stories that, that you want. And we're going to have some guys over at the World Cup this year, like Kendall Waston and... 
all these players must just have dreamed of stuff like that. But he, the the under seventeen World Cup in two thousand five is what kick started his career. And he's had a great career. And I know there's still a lot of questions from some quarters as, can he be a midfielder? Should he not be right back? But we'll maybe get a, an idea of how effective he is on the pitch this week. Yeah, he's one of the the players who this week could prove uh, to answer a lot of the questions that, that people have about him. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, they've really talked him up as being a midfielder. So I can't, yeah. I can't see him not being there no. except for an emergency situation in the preseason and in the season. Yeah, so... Great to have him at the club. Uh, we'll talk more to him as the season goes on. But now, it's trivia time. Questions and answers, okay, so uh, we're going to go hit this really quick this week because uh, there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. Yeah. Now we're, we're going to do three rounds in this part. So we're not going to have a, a, a toss-up question like we normally do. Um, so I just get control yeah. because uh, I, I we're going to give Michael control because yeah. he's behind. And anyone that behind, last, listen, we're picking up all the questions. I already won. How is he? No, he's behind. No, we've got a bonus well, thing. This is a bonus one. Yeah. Okay. And we all know last week that there's Zach's, a twist. There's a, a twist. There's a twist involved in who what? Won, who wins here? Okay. So uh, uh, Zach, I mean Michael, what are you going to go for? Uh, Scottish football, please. Two or three. Two. Two. Okay. Last club, other than Celtic or Rangers, to win the Scottish League titles. And these are going to be 80s themed songs. Okay, I'm, Movies. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. You should know this. Yeah, I'm, taking, I'm taking an educated guess. Okay. Okay. Aberdeen. Aberdeen. The Dons. Oh, you guys are both right. Uh, they won in uh, 1985. 85, you're right. Yes. Is that Sir Alex? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So German football. Question two. Question two. Name the only club to, oh, s- I know this. to spend every season yep, in Bundesliga. It. Got it. I will take multiple choice then. Okay. <laughs> Ready to go? Yep. Okay. I tell you, we're going to rattle through it this week. We didn't even get through this now. Okay, this is good, good music. music. This is Batman yeah. from 89. Okay, so uh, your multiple choice options are Dortmund, Werder Bremen, Amberger, or Eintracht Frankfurt. You can just name it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Werder Bremen. The correct answer is Hamburg. I was yeah. going to say Hamburger. The dinosaurs. They have a clock in their stadium that like is counting how, like, how long. So last year, last year they were near the bottom. Last year, the, or the year before, they were near the bottom. And when Bayern went for their game there, they did a TIFO display of the clock reading 0, zero, zero. It was awesome. Okay, so as, uh, Michael, your next pick. Uh, the... Place where clubs come from. Oh, oh yeah. sure. This is a good one. And is it going to be one or two? Two again. Two. Sticking with my number twos. So, the club is Sporting Club de Portugal. Oh. It's a good thing we didn't have the Joker this time. <laughs> See like you're... Usually you guys are right on this Yeah, one. no, I know what this is now. I wasn't thinking right, so yeah, I've got it. I think I got it. Okay. Okay, your answer? Lisbon. Liz- Lisbon or Lisboa. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a trick question yeah. for a second. Okay, we'll go one more. Okay. Since we're heading yeah, so quickly. Yeah, we went so quick here. We could go oh, my even choice. five. I'll go, go do five. I'll go, yeah, let's do five. World okay. Cup, World Cup. World Cup. Well, Number two. Which country has participated in the most World Cups without winning one? 
We had this. No, we did this. No. Oh, participated in. In oh. the most World Cups without winning one. Not in the final four. Oh, that was the, the final four. Yeah. Right. Okay. Participated in the most without winning. Cheer. It's a fire for people who don't know at home. I have an answer. How much time left, Steve? Okay, I'll give you 10 seconds. Charts of Fire was recorded on St Andrews in Fife, where I was born on the beach there. Oh, was it? Mm. Okay, you got your answer? Yeah, I, I, don't think answer. My, I don't think mine's right. Okay, okay. so you're... You can go multiple choice. No, it's okay. Okay, I've gone with Russia, Soviet Union. Okay. <laughs> I went with Russia as well. <laughs> Neither one of you guys are right. It is Mexico, oh. 15 World Cups. Oh, very fitting after hearing from Efrain. Yeah. So, um, Zach, you I, can pick one. I was starting to think. Oh, no, it's me, Nick. I was oh, yeah, starting yeah. to think it's got to be South America. What do you want to go for? I'll go White Caps. White Caps. Uh, it's North America. Two or three? Two. Two, okay. Now, this is, a, this is a wordy one, so listen carefully. And I hope I did the proper grammar and everything. In additional, in addition, I screwed <laughs> up already. <laughs> in addition to the four CSL titles and two USL titles, one between 87 and 2010. The Vancouver Whitecaps won the Pepsi Cup North America Club Championship. Who did they beat? Now, you might not know this one. This is Last Starfighter. Very underrated film. For me. One Who of did my they favorites. beat in the Pepsi North Pepsi North Pepsi Cup North America Club Championship? Okay. So I think there was an A League or something, and then there was our CSL, and then they played each other. I think that's how it worked. I can't remember. I researched this ages ago. Oh, you're answering? Mm-hmm. You're not going multiple choice? No. Now that you said that, I know who the answer is. How did you know that? How does that help? I know my history. Oh, okay. Oh, shoot. If, it, if, it, if I'm thinking of the right competition. <laughs> yeah. I'll go multiple choice for fun. Okay. So, okay. multiple choice. Yeah. No, don't, I can put see it, the window. Put, put it down. Window. Put it down. On the when you hold it up in front of the, the A, like. Boston Bolts. B, Washington Diplomats. C, Fort Lauderdale Strikers or D Maryland Bays. <laughs> that was not super helpful. It's also not what I've written down. Good. Okay, I will. Uh, I will go. Oh man. Uh, sorry, what was the last one? Uh, I'll go over with all of them. Boston Bolts, Washington so. Diplomats. I don't think so. Fort Lauderdale Strikers, That's Maryland Bays. I'm gonna. It's not the answer, but I'm gonna choose Fort Lauderdale. Okay. I I wrote Baltimore. That Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. yeah they are in Maryland. It's the Maryland team? Because yeah. I thought it was Baltimore, Blaze. I, I would say you should give it to him. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. Well, can I see it written down first? Okay. If Zach says okay, then it's okay. So you guys are tied up at six apiece. No, I got nine. No, we've both got nine. Yeah. Did, did I miss one? Okay. Yeah. But that's that's the end of part one of the trivia, and it's tied. Photo be on Tetherhooks. Yeah. to find out who wins. But we'll be back with more after this. I'm David Edgar, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Let's go to fucking Hawaii. Get drunk in the sun. I want to lay on a wakiki. Get a tan on my butt. Running from the rain. Thousands on the run. Making like a rich. Heading for the fun.
Well, we're not in fucking Hawaii. We're broadcasting from UBC. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. That was a North Vancouver band from 1979, punk, young Canadians. Are they part of the UBC territory? (laughs) They probably are, yeah. Anyway, you are back listening to the AFTN Soccer Show and we're going to bring the mood down a little bit now. It's wavelength. I know that normally brings the the mood down a little bit, but this is a very poignant wavelength we've got tonight. Tuesday marks the 60th anniversary of the Munich Air disaster. 44 people on board a plane that went down, 23 died, 21 survived. So many of the Man United team players and coaching staff lost their lives in that disaster. The Busby Babes were born... And everyone knows so much about it. If you've ever had the chance to see the BBC film United as well, really recommend that. So we thought we would pay tribute to that anniversary tonight. And we've got a song from Morrissey. And this is simply called Munich Air Disaster 1958, tonight's Wavelength selection. But let, let's bring things a little bit more upbeat now, I think. That's that's kind of what we really have to do. So we're going to bring another interview. So we, we spoke with Effie in the, the second part of the show there, one of our many DMs at the club. And a guy that's going to learn a lot from him, I, I feel, this year, Zach, is going to be David Norman Jr. 
And obviously we don't know whether David will hang around the full season in Vancouver. I would expect to probably see him get some time down in, in Fresno, but you, you never know. They may feel it's more beneficial to him being around the first team mix. Or maybe just fly him down for some weekend games. I, I don't know. But I'm really excited as to what we might see from, from David this year. Oh, yeah, Sam. He's the the local boy. He's the... He's the the player you want at your football club, the player who like grew up dreaming about it and who's fought for it and is good enough to be a part of it. And yeah, he's trying to make the breakthrough into the first team. And so, yeah. yeah. And, and, and he's delighted to be here. This is the only club he wants to play for. And in this modern day of football, that is just so rare. And I, I got a chance to, to speak with him before they headed off to Hawaii, just about that. Like, what is it about the Whitecaps that makes him want to, to be with this club? And What's he looking forward to this season? What he thinks he might learn from a player like Effie? So let's bring you that now. Here's my chat with David Norman Jr. So, David, first season on the, the MLS roster. I know you've been in other pre-season camps, but does it feel a little bit different for, for you this year because you've got that MLS deal now? Yeah, it does for sure. And like you said, I have that contract now, so it's different than trying to come in and prove to get one. So it's uh, it's nice to have one now and just trying to come in and uh, and fight in training and, and try to play my best and, and just see where it goes from there. Now, the season that you had last year with, with WFC2, you, you came out of college, you, you signed your first pro deal. Fair to say you maybe had to a couple of weeks to find your feet, but then after that you never looked back. You seem to have a, a really, really strong season. Looking back on that year, how, how do you feel that your own game developed? Yeah, um, I think like you said it's spot on. It took a first couple games first, like maybe two, three games, kind of to adjust to that level and get to that pace. And then once I kind of found my feet, I felt like I played well, I uh, had a good run of performance in games. And, and my goal was to get a contract here with the first team, and, and I've done that. So I was very happy with it. Now, we've watched you for years, we've known you for years, I've known your, your dad for years as well, and he's always told me that all you've really wanted is to, to play for the Whitecaps. You could have gone overseas, you could have done other stuff. What is it about being with your local club that's just made you want to, to be part of this? It's hard to say, really. It's just something that's kind of like inside of me, and you know, see it with a lot of boys that play for clubs overseas, and to be with a club for, for the better part... No, like 10 years now and to be with them uh, you know it's it's kind of with you and and your dream is to play for the first team of like of your own club so for me to stay here it's been it's been excellent something I don't think we've ever spoken about like on on record stuff is obviously you come from a football and family your dad's really well known he's played for Canada he's been at World Cups what kind of pressure does that that put on you it's like knowing that that your dad did that much was it a case you were always going to be a footballer or I mean, just how, how does how does that kind of feel? Yeah, if, it feels pretty good. I don't really feel like much extra pressure. I've always said that eventually, that you know, I'm going to try and be a better footballer than he was and have a better career than him. I was bugging <laughs> about that. So, uh, and he always says that, like at my age right now, at 19, I was like, I'm a better player currently than he was at 19. He always bugs me about that. So we'll see. But <laughs> I don't really feel like any extra pressure. I just try to go out and, uh, and try play as and try play as well as I can. Now, your game, we've known you as like a, a tough tackler, but like the last couple of years, you just seem to have shot up in height as well. And I know there was a spell that they were kind of looking at you at DM, Canada even had you looking at centre-back mm-hmm. and stuff, but to me, you seem like a box-to-box guy. There's a few of those guys here in the first team just now. What do you feel you have to do in this training camp to show that you, you deserve to be in the first team mix and the first team roster, or... 
do you expect to maybe split your time this year and have some time down in Fresno or something? Yeah, uh, I haven't really been talking, I haven't really been thinking much about that. I've just been thinking about coming in the next month in preseason here and working really hard. And uh, like you said, I feel comfortable playing as a number six or number eight or box to box. So, uh, like I said, I just want to come in and, and try to play as well as I can and work hard in the next month and to see where it goes from there. And the first team score just now, you've got a really experienced guy in Efrain. If he's come in, just watching him today, he's like speaking to young guys and doing stuff. It's, he's a kind of player you must feel you can learn so much from him with what, what he's done in the game. Yeah, for sure. He has a very good pedigree. And uh, and you can see even just after a couple of sessions, uh, he's he's a very good player. He's quality in the ball and he's a great lad and he's always trying to help us young guys. And him, Ali and Tony, I feel like I can learn a lot from them upcoming this year. And Last season in WFC2, it was a 3-5-2 a few times. I know Rich tried that out, and Robbo's talked a lot about maybe going three at the back this year. How do you feel about that kind of system? Do you, is that the kind of thing that you feel you're going to thrive in? Because you seem to do well at WFC2, innit? Yeah, yeah. I think we played two or three times last year, and it was good. It was good formation. Uh, I think with the squad here, we have players we can play four at the back, three at the back, so I think it'll be fine no matter which way we go. I know you, you won't want to share this too much, but you're going to have obviously personal goals for, for this year. Is there anything, though, that you feel you need to just go out there and do or anything in particular that you want to kind of work in and, or improve in your game? Uh, a big thing for me is just getting at this pace, getting at this first-team pace. And, and like I said before, coming into Whitecaps 2, it took me like two or three games to get yeah. into that pace, a month or two. So for me, just getting up to this pace as quick as possible and um, and just trying to learn and, and improve every day in training. Is it quite a, a different pace then from USL? Is it a lot faster? It's definitely a step up. It's not it's not anything crazy. It's not a lot. But you know, as you as you move up the levels and move up, the pace gets faster for sure. And just, just the speed of play, your thoughts, every, all, everything has to be just a bit quicker. So... That's great. Thanks so much, David. Good luck this season. Thanks. Looking forward to seeing you. David Norman Jr. there, talking about how he's just hoping to to make a breakthrough this season into the, the Whitecaps first team. And We've watched him for years. He's obviously in, in quite a battle right now to, to get into the, the first team mix. Looking at who's ahead of him, you've got Juarez and Gazal as, as your one and two. And then right now, Tony Chani's three, Tybert's four, and you, you have David Norman as five. Do you think we'll see him on the pitch in MLS action? I fully expect to see him, obviously, in the Canadian Championship, but do you, do you think we'll see him in MLS action this season? Well, it's hard to say. He does have all the attributes that you look for in a holding midfielder. He's physical. Um, uh, obviously, he's I think he's nineteen now or something or yeah, 19. nineteen. So uh, it is young to play in MLS, and you don't know how he's going to be up against professional players. But he has played at WFC too, so he has some experience there. I think I think you could see him there. I think what what David would tell you yourself is. If he's good enough and he earns it, he'll be there. And I definitely think they're knowing him, knowing his attitude, knowing his attributes. I think there's a chance. Yeah, I mean, we wish him well. Good, good luck to him this season. Really hopes that that he manages to to get some time in the pitch. Really rooting for him. If a player like Much comes in as well and no one else moves on, then he's down to sixth. Yeah. So you have to think Fresno is more likely to to be a landing spot for him. But we'll wait and see. But now it's time for part two of trivia. Questions and answers, honesty lies. Yes, no, you can't, but you can if you don't 
Yeah, let's get right into it. So we got uh, picked uh, categories so far with Germany, Scotland, uh, I think Whitecaps. Yep. Cities and clubs. It's and my, World it's, Cup. It's my so, turn. I'll go Euros. Euros? Okay. So Euro, uh, do you want one or two? Two. Two. Which team has made the most appearances in the finals without winning one? Okay, I have an answer. So do I. Okay. Okay. So what is your guys' answer? Russia again? I've gone with the Czechs. Ooh, both. uh, Actually, one of them was a multiple choice option, but it is Yugoslavia Ah, with two. And obviously, Yugoslavia no longer around. Hmm. So. I'm going to go with MLS. MLS. Uh, Two or three? Uh, Three. Three. Which MLS team has had the shortest time in the league? So basically, it's a defunct team, and they had the shortest time in the league. Well, the shortest time in the league, there was an... No, I'm ta- no, talking the Tafung team that has had the shortest time in the league. So they're not an active team anymore. Uh, see, if it was any SL, I had an answer for that. Oh, I know the answer. Good song. I'm going to take multiple choice. I know the three of them, the multiple choices that will be there. I think I've chosen right Yeah, actually, that might not help me because I, yeah. I, I was just going to pick Miami, so... <laughs> Um, no, I'll go multiple choice. Okay, so options are Chivas, Miami, Tampa Bay Mutiny, or Dallas Burn. Tampa Bay Mutiny. And so what, what I thought you, they went out at the same time. So because of that, I went with Chivas. No, that uh, would be Miami. Oh, I could have had three in them. They were in zero. there from 98 <laughs> to 01, so uh, three when, years. When, when, was the, when was the one? Don't ask me about other teams. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so next choice for well, you. It's my turn. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'll go other. Other. Two. Gotcha. Two. We're tied at nine. There's only three more questions to go. Three. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, after Ronaldo and Messi, who sits in third spot in all of all-time Champions League scoring? Okay. Oh, is it... Did he pass him? Shoot. I might have number four. Okay, I have an answer. Yeah. They do? Okay. Go ahead, Zach. I went with Raul. And you did? I went with Michael Owen. It is Raul. I was worried that Van Nistelrooy had passed him, but... I'll Van Nistelrooy wasn't even... Oh, yeah. He was one of the yeah. four options. What, what have I got left? You have. I'm going to have to search around because I completely forget I can't you. believe you chose an Englishman. can't believe I didn't see Miami. <laughs> <laughs> You I got, was going to say Miami too, but then got, I was just like, uh. you have EPL, or you have Canada. Oh, and and you can't force them to pick EPL if you want to. Oh, I'll go with, with Canada. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, I, I forgot Canada. number two if it's available. Uh, one or two, yeah. Two. Okay, what nation was Canada's first official opponent? And the. I got an answer. Oh, you already got an answer? Okay. I've gone with Scotland. Scotland. Oh, shoot. That sounds like something you know. I just went the US. Nope. Both wrong. Okay. Australia. I just uh, write Scotland for everything. Well, I, did you know think, the answer I was concerned that you thought the music was a, a giveaway. 
Because it's the theme song for the Empire. Oh, that's, why wrote, that's why he wrote the US. No, no. <laughs> no I, was, I was thinking that maybe that was, you thought that was yeah. a clue or something like that. Oh, Let's go pick? with EPL, number Yay. two. Okay, so let me scroll well, down to that. I need all three points to force to tie, a tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so oh, do you want one or two? Two. Two, gotcha. Which club? Since 1992. Yeah, the that's when the Premier yeah, League started. Nothing yeah. existed. I just want to make sure I don't want any yeah. more confusions. Yeah. So which club since 1992 leads all EPL clubs with the most draws and losses? Ooh. <laughs> this is from War Games. Another favorite of mine when I was a kid. My pen's running out. Okay, I have an answer. I, so it's gonna be a club that's been in there for a long time, but they're not the greatest club. Yeah, that's what you're—that's your clue right there. Oh, I'm gonna change yeah. mine. <laughs> oh, oh, I want to change mine too. <laughs> Ten seconds. This is where it's gonna be my first answer, and I'm gonna like. Should I go multiple? This I, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, go. Cool. I, I originally had, Zach, I yeah. originally had Aston Villa, but then I changed it to Sunderland. Okay. Oh, now I originally had Wolves, and I changed it to West Brom. Uh, neither one of you guys are right. Sweet. It is Everton. Ah, oh. two hundred and seventy-seven draws, three hundred thirty-six. They've losses. been there that whole time, right? So they've had more matches to lose. Ah, lost again. <laughs> hey, that was good. Yeah, congratulations. Four, four in a row. <laughs> Twelve to nine. I'm just a big loser. The outcome of all that is during. When we were playing the Warriors interview, we did our draft. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. going to come up in part five. We're going to explain what we're going to do. And then Steve will explain the, the twist the, as well. There's a twist that yeah. we'll reveal in part So you have to stay tuned Wait, for a that. twist related to the fact that I just that won? That you just won. Okay. Yeah. It helps you. So basically you haven't. But we'll be back with more after this. <laughs> hey, it's Stefan Marinovic and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. So we've got a couple more things to bring you before we wrap up this show. But, I mean, it's 12.30 now. I'm a little bit peckish. Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? So, David, if you're at home at night mm-hmm. and you're deciding to have a hot beverage, what would be your hot beverage of choice? Cup of tea. And are you a biscuit person? Uh, I used to be. I used to have uh, two digestive biscuits with, with my tea. Yeah, yes, just plain, just plain digestive, oh, not, not the chocolate. chocolate. One. No. Uh, and no. Are you a dunker? Uh, yeah, but it's a strict. My daughter knows this as well because she has them every morning. It's a strict one, two, three, and then out, so it doesn't crumble. That's fantastic. Yeah. Our section's called "Anyone Fancy a Chocolate Digestive?" Oh, are you the first person that's mentioned digestive? Yeah, that's my daughter likes happy. the. My doctor, li- my, sorry, my daughter likes the chocolate ones, but I've always been a fan. I remember when I live with my nan every morning, I have breakfast made, and it'd be three digestives with my with my crumpets. Yeah. I'm chocolate, my wife. So yeah, I'm chocolate. That's great. Thank Perfect. you so much, David. Thanks, Good luck, Cam. Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? 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 
Someone fancies a chocolate digestive. Yes. Well, he, uh, he fancies Not a chocolate. chocolate. Oh, yeah, it's his daughter that likes the chocolate right. ones. I like that he gives his daughter chocolate digestives for breakfast. That's my kind of parenting. Yeah. I've is got that, to say. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. Well, too, too sweet? Originally, too the, the, the whole thing with digestives is they're meant to help your digestive system. Oh, so you're right. supposed to eat it after. Mm. Obviously, that's why I eat a packet a day. And then they made the chocolate part to make it taste good. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was actually wrong. He was not the first person to pick chocolate digestive because I forgot someone actually picked chocolate digestive last year. John Herdman. Oh, so I, I am now rooting for him as the Canada manager after that. <laughs> I wasn't sure about the appointment, but I mean, if he loves chocolate digestives, I mean, what, what can you say? And we're going to talk a little bit about Canada in part five when we do our, our BC Soccer Web headlines. But for now, we're going to talk about MLS news. Yeah. It's, it's a very busy time. Clubs are adding players left, right and centre. And that's the positions that they play as well, which is, is very yeah. good. They're all putting out their black kits for this year? Yeah. And there's there's going to be a, a new team coming in in 2020 with Nashville. We talked about them earlier in trivia. Mm. Miami. Getting jiggy with Welcome it. Did it, did, 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 so hopefully, hopefully they last more than three years this time. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. And I wouldn't be too upset if they didn't, actually, because I really do not think they deserve to be coming in. Now, they're coming in because of Beckham and his big box friends. And there is a market there for football, but it's been tried and it's failed. Orlando's doing well in Florida. They obviously want some kind of Florida derby. Do you feel it's going to be different this time, Zach, because of of Beckham and and the big money that's backing him? Yeah, but not just for that. The community, like times have changed, right? So, yeah, I agree with you. The community, I think, longs for professional football. Times may have changed. I never change. I'm stuck in 1979. Right. But things have definitely changed, and the football culture in the United States and what MLS has done has, has changed, and for all of its pitfalls and frustrations, yeah, it's a lot more stable now. Yeah. And, it, and, and you have another great another thing that's important, which they, they recognize, and one of the reasons why Vancouver's in MLS, is the significance of local drivable derbies. Yeah. And they'll have that. They'll and they have wanna, that in Orlando. They'll have it if you want to drive to, you know, whatever, six hours or whatever it is to, to Atlanta. And they also want to look at, like, spreading out the clubs. So they hit all four corners in the Midwest and everything like that. So they hit all the major territories. And also, um, you're looking for big TV audiences as well. So population is a big reason why they pick these clubs. Although, it's a big, big Hispanic, obviously. Yeah. Population down there. Cuban, especially. Yeah. So, I... I there was, like, Messi was delighted. He said he's <laughs> going to be coming and playing for David Beckham. Can I set the internet a little bit abuzz? Well, he'd, he'd be 32 in two years' time. So, I mean, you never know. I mean, I don't know what the tax situation's like in Miami. You might not, want to come for that. Zero. We first have to see if he's going to play. That's maybe why. Yeah, we, first, we, go. we first have to see if he's going to play on your team or my team in our... Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. But, but another striker looking to come over. Oh, yeah, there was more rumours. Yeah. It was Zlatan. Yeah. But that, that rumour's always been a buzz for a while. Away. Yeah. And but, this year, I don't think he's played very much with Man United. No. Well, he, he came back well, he came injured, injury injury and got injured. Yeah. Yeah. It would make a big splash if, yeah. if he was to come over. It, 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 feels the, the, it feels like LA, it feels like, sorry, it feels like the Galaxy trying to keep, keep up with Chivas in disguise, right? And That's very unfair to LAFC. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, I'm very supportive <laughs> of LAFC. I really like what they've done. Yeah. Can you get behind their GM... Though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Without making jokes about him? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, I think it, it's it's kind of their reaction to hey, they're bringing yeah. in, they're 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 going to be doing their own thing. They're oh bringing yeah, in big, name, big name players. And well, I mean, they, they have to trump Jordan Harvey, and I think Zlatan might do that. Yeah, but, but the dude's all like he, he could come in and rip up MLS. Yeah. Like if he's if he's fit and he's healthy, yeah, he's a, an incredible footballer and a huge he's a he's a beast. But it's the it's like old MLS, MLS two point or whatever. Yeah. like it's this old dude. Who, oh yeah, but they, he can score still. Yeah. he so, has so, shown last yeah. year that he can still still score at a high level. I would take him here. Yeah. I don't think he wouldn't want to come here and play no. in the turf, but never. Yeah, an but, actual signing uh, though. Yeah. An actual signing, Johnny Russell, Scottish. Yeah, signs with Sporting, and uh, in in just to let you know, in MLS, uh, sorry, EA uh, FIFA, I think it was uh, 2014. He was on my team, um, <laughs> and he really rose up high levels. He didn't actually do it for in real life. That was when, when he was with the Scottish national team mix yeah. as well. He's a 27 year old winger. I think he's a he's a good sign. He's still got a lot to give. Yeah. And he's coming to MLS at a good age. I mean, you're talking there, Zach, about yeah. MLS 2.0 and Zlatan coming in. I mean, Russell's 27. A lot of clubs, which we'll talk about in a sec, have brought in really young guys. There's a lot of like teenager guys that, that clubs are bringing in. But not, Russell, not from Scotland. No. Johnny Russell, we don't have good teenagers in Scotland. That's why we don't qualify for anything. But Johnny Russell is a good player, and I think I think he'll be good for for Sporting KC. He's not going to light the league up, but he's a he's a good thing for them. But a team that is lighting the league up just now, yeah. Orlando in City, acquisitions, yeah, yeah, they have been so busy this off season. Well, they they finally sold Aaron. Yes, and they're going to keep all that money, and obviously using yeah, that money that's now. That's not going down very well. They're getting to keep all the transfer fee, and other GMs have been rumoured and reported in some cases. I think Extra Time Radio said that one actual GM is furious by it. Yeah. I mean, the outcome is not what I think a lot of people wanted. You, We wanted. I think a lot of pe- people, you listen to people in Europe, you listen to... Be- yeah, pedestrians in Turkey, I'm sure, didn't want it. No, but they want, they want the MLS... Uh, uh, the MLS uh, option, uh, unilateral options to be challenged. Yes. And if you listen to people uh, out of Turkey, some of them have even said that the only reason Besiktas paid for this is because they didn't want to wait six months for the legal battle. Ah. And so that they were like, okay, whatever we'll pay. We're not paying what they're asking. Yeah, we want the player. Yeah, we want the player. We're not going to wait six months. And for them, it wasn't even a fear of... Like with uh, when Camilo went to Mexico, I heard there was fear of like, oh yeah, the the ban that they would face if they lost and whatever, like the transfer ban or whatever that might come with it or whatever sanctions would come on them. They were the club was worried about it because I think they were so uh, in a volatile place uh, yeah. financially. Whereas I think Besiktas, I don't think they care. They were just like, okay, do we wait six months? Okay, if we lose, who cares? Let's just pay them. A, you know, far less than they're asking, and get it over with now because we want slash need him now. But Orlando is using that money already. Yes. Um, uh, they traded for the crew, a former crew player, just yeah, Romero. the guy that we wanted. Yeah, a lot of money there too. We talked about it in last week's show. We still had hopes. Vancouver were interested in him. Yeah. But oh, they paid over a million yeah. in combined uh, allocation money. Robo said to me that they were asking for crazy money, yeah. and Portland balked at what they were asking as well. So seven hundred and fifty thousand in TAM, three hundred thousand in GAM. It's crazy. I don't crazy. know that he's worth that. No. to be honest, he's a good player. He's a good MLS player, but that's a lot to. He give might up. prove you wrong. I that's think crazy money when you think. Yeah. When you think the the whole thing that started this last year was. Dax McCarty going for 400,000, 200 of each, I think it was. Like, I, this is crazy. I yeah. think this is just desperation at this point for them. They're really. Well, uh, Jason Christ's job has to be on the line this season. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, big season. He knows he's under pressure. 
He's added some big pieces, Sasha Clayston. Uri Russell just come back. They got him in the MLS allocation order as well. And they've added a lot of other ones Just one of the 12 mechanisms that you can bring players. Just just 12. It feels like so much more. But, I mean, they're, they're making big strides. And I think they're in a conference where they feel they have to. They're seeing what Atlanta's doing. They're seeing what TFC's doing. You've got the New York clubs that are are bringing players in. To compete in the East, you really have to pay money. Yeah. But then you, you look at the West and you kind of wonder about that as well. At RSL, they've landed a 19-year-old, Pablo Ruiz. Argentinian. Um, he'd been playing in Chile. Colorado added a, another Scott, Danny Wilson from Rangers. Portland added a 19-year-old Paraguay in a box-to-box mid- midfielder on loan. Everyone in the West is looking stronger just now. It, it, can, you know, Caps are adding players too. We are. Yeah. But, I mean, we knew we were going to be in for a battle. On, on trial? On trial or, yeah, basically on tri- well, yeah. trial. Well, it's for still, now, but it's they, still a month before yeah. the season. I'd rather land somebody on trial than uh, get you know bring in somebody permanently. Like, I know they scouted this, these 19-year-olds, but they're only 19 yeah. at this point. It's a risk. Yeah, you don't know how they're doing. That's why Portland brought the guy in on loan. But, yeah. I mean, the Caps know that they're in for a, a real battle this year. And I think we all know that they're in for a real battle. Looking at the squad they've got just now, do you genuinely feel they can compete for a playoff spot? It's way too early for me. Yeah, it feels feel, put, put feel so early because you don't know how the the other new pieces in the West are going to fit at their clubs, right? I, I how, genuinely... How are you, how are you feeling? I, I'm confident. I think we can. I think it'll be lower, but I think we can because it's not just all about landing these names. It's one player. Like You could bring Messi into a club and it's like you've got the best player in the world, arguably, but he could get injured two weeks into the season. Yeah. He could be playing with a team that's not performing. A player can't do it all on his own. And these players I'd rather that, have a quality squad. The, these players, my, the, the these players, whoever they bring in, uh, you never know who's going to bring in a bad attitude. Yeah. Just looking at to collect well, money. Look well, at what Tevez did in China last yeah. year. We'll know what Michael really feels in April-ish. April, May. Because every year yeah. in, in April, May, you say, for I think the first six or seven years, you're like, the squad is not good enough. Yep. That was not my impersonation of you, but... Um, Squad's not good enough, mate. 2017, I think, was the first year where you're like, I think they could do something. Yeah, and they did. Best season ever. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> I might have a big argument on my hands to do that. 2015 was the best season ever. Anyway, um, last bit we'll talk about in MLS news. Jack Harrison sold to Man City... First overall pick, I think he was. I can't remember. Yeah, he was top one of the top. Yeah, picks. he's he's been passed around like a hot potato. Yeah, he was picked by a team, then given to to NYCFC, then Man City take him. He's immediately loaned to Middlesbrough, who were trying to buy him in a in a permanent transfer as well. But Pepe, Pepe, so Pepe Stoke, had a great response. Oh to yeah, Stoke was trying to buy him though yeah. too, right? Yeah, and they, and they couldn't get it worked out, or City yeah. couldn't get what well, they at least wanted now from Middlesbrough. MLS. Get to look to see what he's like and if he if he can cut it in there. But yeah, if anyone hasn't seen this, I, I retweeted it. It was a stupid question really to ask Pep Guardiola anyway before a, a match for a Premier League game whether they think that Jack Harrison's got a chance of making the team. And did, did you see the the video? I heard about it. Yeah. No, what did he say? He, I forget it was now. basically like... Well, it wasn't much he said. Uh, Jack who? <laughs> and then they said, Jack Harrison, you've just signed him from NYCFC. And then he said, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he he's going to be loaned out. And then he looks at his two assistants and like, that's the right guy I'm talking I'm, about. I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say NYCFC right. who? Yeah. 
But that, that was that was a fun bit of MLS news. It, it is one of the strange things about the multi-club ownership. It, it is. is a little bit. But it, just, it shows how these mechanisms are going to work. And I do think you could see some buyovers in years to come of big clubs in Europe trying to invest in MLS teams. Maybe we'll have Barcelona buying the Whitecaps at one point. Or Bayern, you'd like that? No, that's not going to happen. You wouldn't? Okay. Anyway, we'll be back with more after this. Hi, I'm Carl Valentine. You're listening to the AFTN podcast. So we don't have too much more to bring you this week. But, yeah, I'm still peckish. That toxic digestive did not fill me up. So I'm going to ask Stefan Marinovich now to take me out. Take me out! So it's at night, you don't fancy cooking, you decide to get some takeout food. What would be your takeout food of choice? Uh, Takeout food of choice... Would probably be Thai. Ah, any favourite kind of dish? No, no. I like the I like the simple simple sauces and veggies and a little bit of meat. It's you good. find anywhere nice here that you particularly like to go to? Um, oh, I mean, you got the we've got cactus just around the corner where we live. So um, me and a couple of boys we sometimes go there, but um, that's not Thai. It's not, it's not Thai, right? It's not Thai. Yeah. So I haven't found any good Thai places yet. That's. Because I, I don't order takeout that much. So. Wow. Well, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Eat each other. Eat yourself better. Eat each other. Eat yourself better. Stefan Marinovich there, wanting a little bit of tie. I can suggest the, I think it's called a pink elephant. It's in White Rock. Ah, it's, it's actually a long way really to go for him to get tie. I like Thai-licious on East Hastings. It's a it's a nice little place as well. Did you mention it to him? I, I did, actually. And talking to Stefan Marivit, we spoke to him about more than just takeout food. So we've got a, a big interview coming up with him next week, just talking about his first season with the Whitecaps, that game against Peru in the World Cup qualifiers, and a lot more beside. Some really good stuff from Stefan. We also talk about the, the new Colorado head coach, who is a Kiwi. And I, I asked Stefan if he... If he, if he was going to know all his weaknesses. So you can hear what he said about that in next week's show. But now, it's time for BC Soccer Web Headlines. BC Soccer Web Headlines is brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com, your one-stop site for local, national and international news and links. Make it part of your daily routine. Check it morning and night, bcsoccerweb.com. What's been catching your eye in the site this week, Steve? A little bit uh, here and there. Um, We're going to be obviously going first to um, FIFA. Uh, Of course, they're always making the news. They had a report where they're basically uh, the previous uh, regime and even some of the new regime is spending a lot of money and they're looking to reduce it by 88% in order to... uh, uh, you know, stop the overall, you know, un- unwise expenditure. Um, Greek football is under fire as usual. Um, you got referees, match fixing, um, 
and and but FIFA and UEFA seem to be not doing nothing about it. Uh, a Turkish FA has banned a, a guy, a, a Denise Naki. Unfortunately, it's not that wasn't the worst news. He was actually there was an assassination attempt on him too. So um, he's <laughs> he's had a tough week this week. Shame to ban the guy that someone tried to shoot. No, no, the <laughs> banning was afterwards the shooting oh, or okay. something like that. It had nothing to do with it. For the World Cup, there is uh, a warning. Apparently, oh, there was a warning funny. This is yes. funny. for locusts. Yep. It was a couple of days, a day later, actually, they, they kind of said, no, no, don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. But you guys... Putin was, has taken care of the yeah. locusts. <laughs> He's poisoned all of them. Again, a great Jamaican Russian. Yes. <laughs> I, I was hoping it was going to happen because I had my headline, Locusts Motive Moscow. Yeah, I saw, I saw you tweet about that. So also, uh, World Cup news, there's been a decline in requests um, for World Cup tickets from the USA. And that's, oh, I wonder why. I think they didn't make it. Hmm. Um, but a, a reason why they didn't make it, Jeff Cameron sounded off, and he, oh, yeah. he kind of really blamed uh, uh, Bruce Arena on this one. It was That was nice to hear. It, yeah. was, it was nice to hear some, some players give a little bit of fight back because yes. they've taken it really hard, and they deserve. I mean, they were the people on the field. They yeah. deserve to be held accountable for that. But it was good to hear a player say, well, yeah, we, we might not have gotten the job done, but he, there were, you know, here are some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that... The thing with US soccer, it needs more people to speak up. That's the problem, and there's not enough people doing it. And you've got the elections coming up, and there's not enough people speaking up and trying to actually it, force change. It was interesting that he said that it, w- it wasn't just he was uh, disappointed or frustrated or felt... Uh, some of Bruce's arena's decisions were at, help, were at fault, but he also said, had Klinsman been there, they he feels they would have qualified. Speaking of the election, uh, Sunil Galati, uh, he he was asked to talk at a U.S. Uh, youth Soccer Hall of Fame dinner, and um, he spent about seventeen minutes bashing other candidates. Yeah. Sit down he, and shut up, He Sunil. needs to have a look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah he was uh, upset. There was apparently a van parked outside um, uh, that, uh, that like, there was letter, the wording or something like that, that was taking aim at him, um, the the sum uh, uh, candidate, yeah. a couple other candidates. Yeah, but, I mean, to ML- be fair, it wasn't meant to be outside. Kyle so, Arn was driving, and it just ended up on the wrong side. Yeah. <laughs> So one of the things that I've learned that's actually, I don't know if you get, maybe you already know this or maybe I've learned this through some of the stuff you passed on to me, but uh, he actually, as the outgoing the outgoing president, he sits on the board for like a year yeah. or something and works with the new, that's going to be awkward. Yeah. That's gonna be awkward. Uh, the, the election, it just, it's, it just smells that it's not going to go the way that folk are wanting. There's not going to be any real change. We shouldn't really care in some ways because we're nothing to do with them, but we are entwined with the white cap, so yeah. In Canadian news, uh, Halifax uh, Group is seeking to join Pro Soccer League when it debuts in the spring of 2018. I thought, I thought you said this was news, Steve. Well, it's it's a, yeah. an article that came out, so no, it's know, kind of a reiteration. That was in the Pigeon Post. Yeah, bring on Halifax to the CPL, man. For sure. Um, uh, the Canadian PL has got uh, a new VP, James Easton, of the Easton Report. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's been named, and I think it's a wise decision. Very. Another, a guy who got a some soccer. votes when we and, were doing our... And we our were talking thing. about people who weren't soccer people. This guy is definitely a soccer person. Yeah, and he, so he's like one of the... Uh, I mean, the Easton Report is what laid the foundation for this to happen, right? Like, I, he, I don't know if folk are fully aware of his own career, but like he was a bit of a trailblazer. He went to play, I think it was in Brazil, and he was a real talent, and just... 
He's kind of one of those uns- unsung th- heroes th- in the Canadian game. I think Michael just likes him because didn't he play in Scotland? Boy, he's I can't recall. But uh, also, he was uh, when we did our top uh, Canadian players of all time. Yeah, he got a I, couple of votes. Honestly, honestly, I had never heard of him, but uh, when I looked back on what he had accomplished, it was pretty significant. Yeah. It was just because of injuries that he wasn't able to do much. Yeah. So, um, um, also in World Cup news, twenty twenty six, um, a couple uh, we had Edmonton last week who announced that they would be going for, to host it. Uh, Vancouver voted unanimously to put Yay! their name in for hosting. Toronto uh, only if we get twenty more bike lanes, um, possibly, yeah. and Toronto as well. So Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton. I don't know of Montreal. I haven't heard anything about Montreal. Maybe Not I missed yet. it. No, uh, yeah. And then finally, John Herdman's going to be. Uh, taking his new men's national team out for a jaunt against New Zealand. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's... Uh, España. And so he's kind of... What do you guys think about what, what we can look forward to in that in that opening game against New Zealand? So, some motivational speeches. Yeah. He coached New Zealand for, for New Zealand, the women's side before. Yes. So. And as, as we know, there's no big difference between the men and the women's game. That's what everyone's telling us. What, what, what's, what's your thoughts now... After like, soaking it in. We're about four weeks down the line. What, no. what, how are you feeling now about Herdman's appointment? So, obviously, there's lots of things that people have said about Zambrano, the stuff that people don't see. A lot of the, a bunch of the players liked him and appreciated him. There's lots of things that I've heard from. I heard from lots of, I heard from lots of quarters for a while, actually. And, some, and part of it, honestly, I took it as being like, okay, maybe there's some people who are bitter because they don't have a job there. Yeah. Or their friends don't have a job there. So, I, saw, I, I didn't know how to take it, so I never really thought about it much. But then, uh, you know, you then you start hearing it from different quarters and more people, and it, you don't know if it's, if it's the same people pushing it down the the hill, the snowball that's you know building and building. But apparently, behind the scenes, things were not great. Yeah. So whether that's true or well, not, I don't. Well, I don't that, know. That's the thing. This is the problem. We don't know. Yeah. Because the CSA won't talk about it. Now. There's been no. Yeah. No. Official yeah. press conference. Pe- actually, people have been trying to to get a, a chat with John Herdman or a chat with Stephen Reid, the president of the CSA, since this announcement happened. Herdman had done a couple of TV interviews. It was really softball spot. Yeah. yeah, and then it came out at the end of this week. There was an article saying Herdman said blah 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 on a conference call, and we're like, "What conference?" There was call? A, a yeah. conference call. Now, over the years. There's been a number of CSA conference calls. We've brought a lot to them on this podcast or on the extra podcast. There's been ones for the youth teams under 20, 23s. There's been the Hall of Fame ones. And the only people on it, like Neil Davison from Canadian Press, hat tip to him, he's always on it. Laura Armstrong, she's on a lot as well. But it's usually people like Gavin Day, Daniel Squizato, Stephen Sandor, myself. Totally. Four of us did not get any invite. It was only for Toronto and Montreal media. Now, I had a word with Richard Scott, who's the communications guy for the Usually national a team. quality fellow. Yeah, we had a long Usually. chat. I'm sure half- he still is a quality yeah. fellow. <laughs> we had a long half-hour chat on Friday about this and how it all played out. So he said it, we weren't being snubbed. It wasn't they tried to have special people on it. It's just they were filling requests that had been put in. But a lot of us hadn't put requests specifically in because we were told there was going to be a press conference. Wait for it, yeah. Yeah, so we didn't want to pester him. But then an annoying thing was there was two conference calls that day. And on one of the calls, there were six people, but only three of them asked questions. So you're given the opportunity to speak to John Herdman, but three of these people chose not to ask him a question. It's so frustrating, the media here. 
and how they handle things. And it's the big it's the big hitters that get invited to this, but it's not the big hitters that want to rock the boat. And it really riles me up. Yeah. I've been told Herdman won't likely be available to us until March, just before the camp. Stephen Reed has been away, so I've said it would be good to try and get him on the show or something else. So we're we're working on that. But it's just very frustrating. Someone, Stephen Reid or somebody high up in the CSA has to come out and say why this decision was made. It's not fair to ask John Herdman why this decision was totally. made because uh, he's the guy that's got the job. So he can't talk about why his umbrella's right, gone. On the other side of that, we don't know how... I don't think we know. Maybe you guys can correct me wrong. We don't know how they ended things. So maybe no. they, they don't want oh, yeah. to say things publicly... Well, that, that's of, the thing. We don't know no, anything because yeah. no one will talk. And wait, it's when, thing, when things don't end well, and when you read Octavio Zambrano's tweets, it obviously, yes. obviously hasn't ended well because yeah. he's saying stuff like, Quite "Oh, better. this is a, what I was about to do," which is really awkward. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's some word coming out from the CSA as well that the reason it was a late announcement that day was because the players were getting told. Now I've spoken to some, some players, some and they weren't men's told. national yeah. team players, and they heard it online. Yeah. And they're on record saying that. David Edgar, Marcel de Jong, we've got them on record saying that that's how they heard. So there's mixed messages coming out. But it is what it is. We kind of just have to suck it up now and wish him well next month. We'll get to see what it's like on the pitch, what a Herdman's man's team is like. I, I, w- I will say on like on a personal level or whatever, the few encounters I've had with John Herdman have been very positive. Oh, I love and, the guy. And, and, and he and, likes chocolate digestives. And he gets... Uh, <laughs> and he gets... For me, like he gets the supporter culture stuff. Oh, I, he does. I never forget for the that the last game here, the I guess his last game in charge of the women's team against the U.S. in November at BC Place. Uh, I think it was before the game we were setting up or something or whatever. We were in the ground early, just to whatever. And he came by the section, said, said hi or whatever, and said we said you know have a great game tonight or whatever, blah blah blah. And he just said he he said very specifically, he's like, we need you to be loud. I said no problem, we'll do our best. He said. We need you to be loud at the 70th minute mark. He's like, we always concede to the, I think, I don't know, in general at ah, home or to, or to the States. He's like, we always concede at the 70th minute. We need you to be extra loud at the 70th minute. And I was like, well, okay. Th- that's the you thing know. about Herdman. He really does his research yeah. and stuff. So he's going to have them well clued up in yeah, that. for sure. The, the reason he's not been available as well, I've been told, is he's, he's just looking at everything from the youth programs up and he's trying to see what needs overhauled. But I don't think, uh, I know that he wants to look at everything, but... It's not going to take that long. No. It's the fifteen-minute conversation that people. I like the out. guy. I just don't think it's the right appointment. Still, I hope he proves me wrong. But I've a lot of time for John Herdman, so I really yeah. do wish him well. I just hope he get like if the next couple of games aren't good, the knives are going to be so out for him for sure. And that so that rant is pr- uh, brought to you by BC Soccer. Or whatever <laughs> the hell oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, just before we go. Um, we've done our draft as we mentioned. Yeah, so we don't. You don't have to mention all the players you picked, but you can if you want to uh, yeah, highlight. I want to know the twist first. Oh no, no, we'll let you know the twist in a second. Okay. So, so everybody's going to create a starting eleven. Yeah, what we're, we're going to do? We're, we, we've drafted something like about maybe sixteen players, sixteen, seventeen players, yeah, something like that, from some uh, match attacks cards. That, these these are lim- limited selections, though. We, it's not like we have choice of the whole. No, no, yeah, we've got okay. some it's good selections. Don't complain. Well, I I picked up the bo- a box and yeah. I picked up a few extra packs and that's. He spent <laughs> money off his own pocket. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to go home. We're going to pick a starting 11. Yeah, pick a starting 11. And some subs. 
You don't need to worry okay, about stuff. Starting eleven, starting 11 we're we gonna have put so, we have so many strikers. I know. Then we'll we'll give you what our each starting eleven is on next week's show. Then we'll tweet it out, and then people can vote to see who has the best team. Yeah, and you yeah. can also <laughs> prepare some videos. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm confident this. I might win the public vote because I have Ronaldo and Neymar. Oh wow! <laughs> so, do you want to mention any uh, highlights of your picks? No. Okay, gonna keep it all. Simple. I thought. Oh, yeah. So the twist. Spoiler: He the, doesn't have. Wait! Oh, he's got more cards in his yeah, yeah. yeah. So the spoiler is today we had that. Uh, uh, you know the ten questions again. Zach, you won. Now you have to pick. You have to pick one of these players. They have to be in your eleven. Oh. But you can pick them as though they, know, they, they are in their prime. Okay. So you oh, can pick them okay. as though. So you could say. So, so well, and we'll put this out there. These guys in their prime, and oh. so. So Zach, I'm you will get first pick. Fingers, you, Nigel, Rio, we only have to take one. You only need one. So uh, yeah. these are is it, white is it caps. A blind pick. No, these are white. Oh, caps. I was joking when I said I hope Nigel Rio Coker's in there. He might I thought, be. I, I thought there would be a Colombian. No, or these are like. white caps. So basically, you got uh, Kenny Miller, oh, Darren Maddox, Gershon Kofi. Oh, this could be hard for you. To oh, oh, oh. YP Lee. Oh, Alan Rochat. Oh, Jay Demerit. Andy O'Brien. And oh. Joe Cannon. Oh man! So you get to pick, you have to pick one one of these. You can pick a couple of guys if you want and decide, uh, but you're gonna have to pick uh, 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 put at least one of these guys in the starting I've 11. got my pick. What are you doing? You can't take all three. <laughs> oh, he's just looking. He, he's at narrowed it down. So he's eliminated. Uh, just so everybody knows. No, 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 I haven't. I, I, have, I just <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. But he, okay. he eliminated sure. them. But he no. appreciates them. We, we have two minutes, Zach, and then that's oh, our okay. time up. So, so you got to pick well, Zach. The one you want is in my hand, obviously, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I so, so these guys are going to be like their prime, and yeah. what are they wearing their prime? Not like what they are now, because most of these guys are retired. This obviously. is going to make me lose the thing. Super Kenny's note. I can't take him, even though he's a dear oh, friend. Oh, Zach has shunned Gershon I can't take Super Kenny because he's. I have too many strikers. We have like eighteen strikers each. It feels like uh, I could use more options at right back. Oh come on, man! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, radio. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take Alain Rochat for for the versatility. Okay, so, Zach, who are you gonna take? You mean Michael? It's his Michael, sorry. Who'd you take? Mm. Now, I was going with YP Lee. Yeah. But I don't think you need to. I know. Because we're the right back you have. Yeah, you have. De- yeah. I'm going to go with Andy O'Brien. Nice. Nice. That was, I think, going to be my second choice. Mainly because I'm not totally happy with my centre backs, but yeah. Okay, Andy O'Brien. There okay, you go. so yeah, Good choice. He, Good he choice. is going to be in our, our starting lineup. Anyway. That is it for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening as always. Just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. It's at Zachary AM on Twitter and I'm a part of the Moving Curva Collective. I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Give us a follow on Instagram at AFTN Soccer. Read all our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. Got some good stuff coming up on that this week. I'm also the Whitecaps Beat Reporter for MLSsoccer.com. So check that out for Whitecaps related stuff on that. Watch out subscribers for an extra podcast, which will be coming out this week for you. Got a lot of chats with some of the guys from the the first week and a bit of training. But until then, thanks for listening. Take care. And mon the caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. 
the atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.